folks, welcome back to the Sales World channel, the NBC Network, with your host, Hurricane H. You hear it, Sales World. We're talking business. We're talking a lot of good stuff here with a super guest. And uh, this particular guest is really known to be the king of referrals. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. We got to talk about that more. He is a coach, he's a consultant, he's a speaker, he's a trainer, he's a workshop leader. I mean, he's, he's an AI you know, uh, and technology innovator in the real estate market, real estate wor uh, world. I mean, he's he's done quite a bit. He's an author. He's been featured in a lot of places. I mean, uh, TV, internationally, nationally. I mean, uh, he's he's got books. I mean, uh, I think uh, Cracking the Millionaire Code, right? That's one of the books. So so there's, there's quite a bit. You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it all. I mean, I have with me Brandon Barnum. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Hurricane H. Happy to be here. Well, listen, it's a, it's a it's a true honor and a pleasure. And I did it didn't I don't think I mentioned that he is also CEO of HOA.com, and we'll talk about that. I think that's his current title, if I'm not mistaken. But again, we will we will discover more about Brandon. Brandon, uh, let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about your journey because there's so much. I mean, I I went quickly on that stuff, but I you know that's years of you being in 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 the workplace and making and building, and and really making a difference in this world, in the business world specifically. So let's talk about all that journey and how it all began and uh, some of the achievements that you've uh, put in. Then we'll talk about the books. Then we'll talk about, you know, your current role as well as what well, we, you and I had a brief discussion about this world alliance. So let's talk about all that stuff. All right. All the good stuff. Yeah. You know, my journey really started out after college. I uh, got full custody of my son. I found out in college, you don't have to be married to have a kid. And so at 22, I had a kid. And at 24, I had full custody. And I was only making about $20,000 a year at that point. And I knew I had to make a change. So I got into the mortgage industry and had somebody mentor me in the art and the science of what I now call raving referrals. And within 18 months, I had 10x my income from $20,000 to $200,000 a year. And ever since then, I've just been on a mission to help as many people do the same. Well, that, that, you, you make it very simple and humble. <laughs> that's that's a lot. And by the way, a lot of us, when when you start off college, that back in the days, that's really where you start the 20 mark, you know, 21, 22, 24. You can make more than that. I mean, some people may have gone different likes and whatever, but, but at the end, of the day, that was kind of like the entry point in, in a lot of places. And... You talked about the banking industry and the mortgage industry. That's that's a that's a very tough place to be. I mean, uh, <laughs> like you and I, I briefly talked about how I have some background with real estate and and mortgages because I mean that's when you're in real estate, you have to to know about mortgages as part of it comes as a pair, right? So it's it's a pretty rough business, and uh, you know there's a lot of ups and downs there. But you talked about referrals, and we're gonna deep dive in there because in the sales world, referrals is the name of the game. I mean, it's really it. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of stuff that that's part of what makes sales and business operate. But really, the the name of the game is multiplying your contacts, your network, and so on and so forth. And I think that's going to lead us to today's you know core discussion later on. But but so so I love what you said. That was funny. You know, I, I discovered that I can have a kid without having married. You know, well, listen. I mean, a lot of people do that, and you know, it is what it is. You can still you know. Uh, Take care of your children, you know, if you're a single parent, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I personally, you know, uh, I, I am, I have no judgment about that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sometimes it happens, right? It's all good, but you know, you did what you had to do. You succeeded. And in the business, you know, I'm, I, you talked about $20,000. That's not a big income, by the way, in, in any 
shape and form. And especially when you're raising kids, <laughs> that's a tough one. So that was a difficult thing. So I know, you know, you need it to reinforce your, your, your value and your finances and make it happen. And you did, you know, and uh, I mean, 10 times stuff is uh, multiplying, you know, your, your revenue <laughs> and income to that degree in, in a, I guess a short period of time, I'm assuming makes a very uh, healthy, you know, push. And I love the mission that you've taken upon yourself to, to help others do exactly what you did. Now I know that you've achieved more than half a million or well, 500 million plus in terms of, of business out there, you know, and all the stuff that you do. So let's talk about, you know, what, how, how did you get to from 20 to 200 and to the next level? Cause, cause a lot of us listen right now, we're not content. Nobody should be content, you know, content with what you, you make. I mean, let's put it this way. Actually, I'm going to say something that's funny. You're going to love, you're going to love this. So I do interviews, you know, for sales reps, you know, and, and it's a very cliche question. Like how much would you like to make, you know, in sales? I mean, you want to see like, if these people have the ambition, you know, what their minds at, right. And to be surprisingly, you know, as, as, as simple as this, you get, you get people that say, Oh, I want to make 50,000. They give you an actual mark that is not even high point. Now I get it. It's high point for them at that point, but why do you put limits? to what, how much potential you can earn, especially in sales. You have no limits to what you can earn. It's really the sky's the limit, you know? And, and that was just more like a, more of a psychiatry kind of psychological, you know, question to see just where their head's at. And it, it's a big deal, but, but you are multiplying, you know, your revenue year after year after year, and there shouldn't be any limit to, to what that is. Why is that? Well, Brent, I mean, you've, you have a lot of experience in this. How does that work? Why people are limiting themselves and why they shouldn't, you know, look for that next, you know, digit, you know, uh, in, in, in front of their income or annual revenue, whatever you want to call that. It's mindset. I mean, the, that's the simplicity of it. It really boils down to what do you believe is true for you? And you create your own reality with your beliefs, how you believe the world works for you or against you. I, I've known people in my life that believe both things, right? Either that everything is working in their favor and they experience amazement every day or that life's hard and it's tough and you got to do a, a job you don't love because it's just what's required and then life sucks so really your attitude determines your altitude and the most successful people that i know are optimists and they believe that everything's going to work out awesome <laughs> and that's i love that your attitude is your altitude i mean <laughs> I think that you got to take that to the bank somewhere, you know, and just copyright. I know I'm not sure if it's an exclusive to you. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard that before, but it's it's really powerful stuff. I mean, that's re that's real. I mean, really, your attitude is everything, right? If you have a higher ambition and stuff, and you're excited, and your mindset is in the right place, you're gonna see everything positive, and that things will work out, and they do work out. That's that's the part. If you think that and you work to, obviously, it's not easy. It's not like hey. It's, snap and it's going to happen but but you got to take the steps the necessary work and, and all the stuff but it will happen and of course if you think the world sucks and everything is bad well that energy is going to just kind of pretty much inflate <laughs> itself and and amplify and the next thing you know you're going to be like caught up in that whole disastrous zone of darkness bad you know tough job can't help it sucks work you know i you know it's like oh my god i'm looking for friday kind of concept so it's it's a big deal 
So, yeah, so, I call it yeah. living life by design versus life by default. So a lot of people are living life by default. They're just kind of slipping through, sliding through life. And every day is like Groundhog's Day. It's kind of like the day before, the week before. And there's not that fire and spice. And then other people have a plan. And that's life by design. They know what they want to achieve. They've got their goals written out. And every day they're getting closer and closer to the life that they want to create. So I, that's a big one, life by design, and life in general is designed, right? I mean, unless we talk, you know, in, in a different world of, you know, where we don't have that, but everything is designed. I mean, we are designed, we coded as as a creation, you know, as a as a being, as the universe, and everything we do needs to have some sort of a plan, and you know, and and that's really what it is. I mean, ever since you're a kid, your parents kind of like plan things for you, then you get to a point where you plan things for yourself. But you're right. There are people that just wing it day in, day out. They're just kind of like taking, going through the motions, you know, just let's see what, what tomorrow brings. Uh, you know, technically, if you didn't change what you've done, it will be the same, <laughs> a repeat of exactly today and yesterday. Uh, in another world, we do use, you know, the definition of insanity as doing the same thing, expect the different outcomes. I'm not saying that we're insane, but borderline sometimes insanity is when you're expecting things to happen where you're not doing anything different. And you're not building towards that goal. So I love what 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 you said about you have to have a plan. You have to set goals. You have, to, you know, I just had a show about vision boards. You you know, put things in front of you. See things where it's really you aligning. I mean, everybody. And and you're right. You know, life is beautiful. There's a lot of stuff that we can do. And there is a a powerful feeling about success. And and again, that that success doesn't mean anything because everybody's different in terms of what success means to them. But at the end of the day, every step that you do something new that is getting you to whatever the goal that you set is getting you a little bit success of the day. And that's all there is. Not a you know, it's not difficult in its own. It's just that it's not easy because you have to go through the process of of building, working, sweating. I mean, can have some long nights. It is what it is. I'm sure, Brendan, that you you took some time, you know, to, to do the work. It wasn't like, you know, all right, you, you got mentored. That's one you got, you trained, you learned. That's the other thing. Like you need to invest in yourself to be good at what you do and, and be better. You've done that. And I, you do coaching and training yourself. You train other people to basically duplicate the work you've done. So, so what, how, how do you do it? And who are the people that you've helped over the years? Yeah, and I don't coach professionally. I coach my team, but um, oh, sure. I, I would, you know coach the people on my team. But yeah, as far as the people that I've helped over the years, uh, tremendous. So in the mortgage business, I was in the the business from '97 to '09, so for 12 years, and did over half a billion dollars in transactions, as you mentioned. Uh, but really, ever since then, I've been building technology platforms to help people to create referral partnerships and to nurture their relationships so that they become known, liked, and trusted, and then people send them business. And, and so that's what works. That's what worked for me 25 years ago. It works to this day. And so that's really what we help people do. We teach the referral partner blueprint and really helping people to formalize their referral partnerships with others who are already serving their perfect prospects every day. And when you add value to them and they're able to add value to the, the clients, then everybody wins together. Well, again, in sales, in the business world, I mean, it's one person, one, you know, word of mouth is, is the key, right? I mean, you experience somebody and some work, some some level of, you know, satisfaction, and you share with everybody, you know, like, hey, listen, I want you to talk to Brandon. 
and, but you created platforms to do these things. Now I know you've created some platforms in the real estate world that right that that's the home, you know, mm-hmm. piece first and then you went into just these types of where you build a network of referrals where people kind of connect with each other and and really I guess expand their uh entourage if you want your professional entourage and and connections. I mean, there is that that saying: your uh, network is your net worth. You know, so uh, it makes a difference, right? <laughs> it, it makes a huge difference. You know, my last company that we sold it, but it was called Refer.com, and we had over five million members on our platform that had profiles, and then we're meeting with other members to create referral partnerships and do more business with each other. And so, I mean, I've had the, uh, I've been blessed to be able to see the data and how networks really build and, and how they cross refer and cross promote each other. And so, you know, that's really what we built into the raving referral system is those best practices. And I always recommend that people kind of do a self-assessment and go, okay, when it comes to referrals, how is my business working right now? Um, What, people don't realize is that people are 400% more likely to hire you when they get referred to you. So your closing ratio is astronomical and your client acquisition cost is minimal because typically there's no cost whatsoever when somebody recommends you. And so it's a great way to build your business. Plus those clients that are referred are on average 16% more profitable because they'll spend more money with you, they will stay with you for longer, and they will refer others because they come to you already trusting you before you've even talked to them for the first time. They're pre-sold, pre-ready. They know they have a good, you know, uh, I guess, testimonial about what you can do for them and how you do it and whether, you know, you're really worth the investment working with. And that's really, again, that, by the way, this is for business as large or individual, you know, personal, you know, work level, right? I mean, even if you're just a salesperson, you know, that's really what makes, and I, I can tell you like in, in my world and insurance space, I've had personally a lot of, you know, good, good traction in there, but, but I know some of our successful agents have literally made tremendous uh, income because of their referral, referral, you know, channels and, and their, their resourceful stuff that they've built over the years, because literally they don't even work. They're just like literally on the phone. Like, Hey, you know, I got this, they get emails, they get texts. Hey, you know, talk to my friend, talk to this one, talk to the other one. You got doctors referring business. You got pharmacists referring business, you name it in, in that, that space. That's really great. If you have those people that are tell, talk to Brendan, that's it. I mean, you're good. You, <laughs> you're pretty much ready. And that that's a sale that's already like 99% closed. You just got to like do the that's work, right. you know, the work. So it's not like you don't have to pitch anymore. They might have questions. You just want to make sure. And you've got, of course, there's another thing you got to maintain, right? You, you get success in the stuff, but you cannot phase, you know, uh, phase out of, of things and, and just not deliver. You still have to deliver. So there is accountability that comes with that. Uh, so, yeah, so- and the beauty is you get to do what you do best. Most people are really good at what they do. That's my experience, right? They're good at being a realtor or an attorney or a mortgage lender, whatever, painter, plumber, whatever their industry and profession is. They're usually really good at their trade, but always not always great at marketing and building their business. And so if they can spend their time doing what they're best at, which is actually providing their service rather than having to try and chase clients, then 
that's where they get into financial freedom because now they've got the referrals coming to them automatically or consistently. And now they're able to just do their highest revenue activities, which is actually serving your clients. Well, thank you. And so, so for business owners or either startups or people who are trying to, to open or people that are already in existing business, you know, how would you rate the, the, the importance? And I guess the answer is pretty clear, but, but just in your words, how do you kind of scale that for, for audiences? And because that's, I think, a fear that everybody has experienced. A lot of people are afraid to get into a business because they're not sure where to start and what's mm. really the thing that's going to make a difference for them. Because everybody, I mean, a lot of people start with business. They have an idea. They can even start the business, but they're not sure where the clients come from, yeah. how they yeah. can maintain the platform. I love what you said, that if you really can run that part, then the rest is easy. You just focus on what matters most and the rest will continue happening. So what would you say to that? Well, a few things. Number one, one thing that you're pointing to is the difference between selling and serving. And so people that get in business, oftentimes their focus is on selling. I've got to win new business. I got to be selling. And what happens is there's an attachment to the outcome of winning the client and making the money, which is totally natural, by the way. But energetically, it's like this closed kind of energy. Whereas when you're more abundant thinking and you're focused on just giving rather than getting, what? how can I serve these people? What can I do to create a wow experience for them? Which, by the way, is what then leads to those raving referrals. The more you manufacture wow in what you provide, Provide, the more referrals are going to come to you. But when you focus on serving rather than selling, then you're in a different heart space, you're in a different energy, and you connect with your clients differently, right? If I'm focused on just selling them, that's one experience. But if I really focus on just serving them, what's their challenge? How can I help them? What's going to be the best for them, regardless of what it means for your personal income. And when you come from that energy, then you become famous and people talk about you all the time. You know, I, I'm listening to you. And again, I'm just like, you know, getting excited more and more here because because really that's that's really what true sales is. You do not want to sell. I mean, we use this, the, the word sales, you know, randomly sometimes. And it has a negative connotation when you hear it that way because like, oh, aggressive. But really, it's really, we should just start referring to it, advice, consult, and serve. I mean, really, these are the key elements that we need to focus on. Because if you're serving, as you said, you're not really pitching. You are solving, resolving, meeting the needs of these folks and helping them really with through your solution, whatever product service that you have. And it's and I love what you said. It's not so much about how much you make because... There might be some people that you cannot really, your product or service may not really be for them. I think that's the mistake that a lot of salespeople do. They pitch something because they just want to get that commission or that, that, that sale. It's a quota. I just need to get my numbers. And you actually bust quickly because you're not going to get the referrals, which is the, the, the bigger picture. You're just looking for that quick fix, you know, the sale, the one, but that's like, it's, it's not going to be consistent. It's not going to support you for life. And you're going to ruin the reputation. I love what you said, because if you did the right thing by people, they're going to love you. The rest is history. I mean, you make a name that way. That is not about the money. It's about the service. It's about what you're bringing, the value that you're going to give them. And actually, if you hear all the talks out there about business, you're going to hear about value, you know, solving the problems of people. That's really what happens. And by the way, you, you, this is not just about the clients or the, you know, or the customers, but even like employees, for example, 
you know, if you, you make them and you serve them well as well, that can make a difference. So there's, you know, we serve a lot of folks in our life. And, and, and if you do it correctly, then, then you, you basically score big. I mean, that's it. So that I love that. that thank you for breaking that up because that's a big deal for people and people don't differentiate that oftentimes. Yeah. And Hurricane, you just said something huge, right? Which is your team, the people that work for you. I mean, that's your most important client, quite frankly, because if they're unhappy, they're going to tell everybody about it. But if they love your business and how they make a difference, then they're going to tell everybody about it. They're going to show up differently. They're going to be lit up and then your business shines. And so if you have people that work for you and they're disgruntled and they're not happy, that's a poor reflection on your business. You need to take them aside and get them into the right headspace or they need to move on. Well, you know, but then again, that's about leadership and how you operate, right? So you got to work with folks in a good way. You got to work with your, you know, your, your true, as you said, your first customers are the, the ones that are going to help and serve, you know, your audiences and doing the right by them takes good leadership because we hear this all the time. People leave a boss, you know, uh, not a job, you know, because if they don't have the right leadership, they're not happy. As you said, they're going to bad mouth it. They're going to have a bad, you know, rating reviews for you. And that's in itself. Like if, if I am a client and, or a customer and I, I look at a review for you as an employer and I don't see that, you know, great star review on you today, everything's about stars and reviews, right? I'm already like, Hmm, <laughs> these people don't even take of their own people, right? How are they going to do this or the other? So that can start, you know, already, you know, given, and you're right, bad mouthing, oh, this company sucks. You know, these people, uh, they're lying. Don't, don't, and that's what it is. Cause they just temporary for the paycheck and eventually they can move on. But I love what you said. Now, if they, you train them and they start believing in stuff and they really buy in and you treat them correctly, they're going to do more. You don't even have to say, they basically take it. This is their part. This is, they believe in that mission. They believe in the serving and they're going to just deliver more. And the rest is history. So it's, it, you know, what we're talking about here, folks, is stuff that you probably know about. You might have heard about it, but we just Holland and, and, and you know, Brandon has has a very successful rate in these these capacities, and and therefore you can take it to the bank, literally. Now that leads me to the bank methodology. That you know, now you you use something called bank. Now this is an acronym, I believe, and uh, you know, so let's break it down, and and I want to also touch on something because I think you we're talked about you know the idea of like asking you know and, and working with people but there is one thing that people have in business that is almost a weakness in a lot of folks even salespeople, which is asking for the referral i mean you can close mm -hmm. but when it comes like hey do you know anyone or do you know someone who knows someone who knows someone it, we we tend not to do that you know like you know a lot of folks they they just get like well i want them to test first and i want to you know before they can do stuff you know, it's part of you, like, that's a big deal. So let's talk about those two elements, your bank sales methodology and the ask for the referral. Are the ask? Okay, sure. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Bank is an acronym and it stands for blueprint, action, nurturing, and knowledge. And basically those four personality styles make up each person's personality. And some people have heard of DISC or Myers-Briggs, MBTI, Color Code. There's so many different types of personality assessments. But what I love about the bank code system is that I use these cards and I take them with me to events. And 
I tell people it's kind of like a magic trick. So recently, as I was at this tech conference and the the event had just ended, the panel had dispersed. I was talking to one of the other attendees afterwards, and I and I explained to him that the way that this system works is that you hand someone the cards, you ask them to rate the cards in order of what's most like them to least like them, and when they hand you the cards back, you now understand who they are and how they think, okay? And I said, what's amazing about this is usually in about three minutes time from meeting somebody, they're walking away from the conversation thinking he gets me, right? So this is literally what I said to this man. Right then, one of the speakers walks over and, and she said, hey, I, I, did I hear magic trick? I love magic trick. So I hand her the cards and I say, do me a favor, read the information on the cards and sort them in the order of what's most like you to least like you. That will help me serve you better and save us both time. So she looks at the cards and she spends only 30 seconds and she hands the cards back to me in a certain order. I took the next one minute to basically say, oh, I see that you're this first and here's what that means. And so I described her back to herself. And in 90 seconds, after 90 seconds of meeting this woman, she turns to the other man that I was just talking to and she literally says, he gets me. And I'm like, it was just the, the most perfect case. So bank is like instant empathy. Everyone has a personality code, but until you understand how someone else is wired, you really don't know how they make decisions, including buying decisions, right? Why they buy. Some people buy quick action. They want the benefits and the, and the, and the juice and the buzz, right? They like to have name brand stuff. And so they're going to buy the best and they're going to pay more for it. And they're going to be proud of, of the fact that they do. Other people are very frugal and they want to buy the best based on the technical specific, you know, specifications of a product. And so there's different things that matter to different people. And with the bank system, it helps you understand who your prospect is so that you can provide them the information that's going to help them make a buying decision in the least amount of time, but with the optimal outcome for all. Well, thank you. And I love that. I mean, it's, it's, you mentioned disc. I've, I've actually gone through that, that whole exercise about it, but it, it's really a powerful tool. I love it because as you said, if you can determine how their personality is going to be, you know exactly how to tackle, you know, and have the discussion with them. You're not going to pitch them the wrong stuff. You know, it. you know exactly what they want, how they're going to want it, and, you know, what's going to kick, you know, as opposed to like, you know, just dumping stuff at them that's not going to make sense. And it, it's really, that's what it comes out. I mean, sales is psychiatry one-on-one. It's really psychology. I mean, big stuff. I mean, you're talking about the mind, talking about behavior, you're talking about, you know, as you said, emotions, it's all there. And so, if you want to serve, as you said, better, you want to understand what are you going to serve them with? And, you know, it's like food, right? I mean, you're not going to serve food to people just like that. You got to know what, if they have any restrictions, if they have religious you know, aspects, they have, you know, allergies, whatever. You need to know that. How are you going to know it? You have to ask, right? And, and so it's a very, you know, concept that is basic, but yet complicated. And it's, we make a lot of mistakes there because we are always, I guess, just we have an impulse of just pitching. A lot of, you know, business, you know, folks in general and sales, specifically business development, we pitch a lot, you know, and we're known to talk a lot. And, uh, you know, sometimes that is a wrong <laughs> attitude. I mean, there's a lot of, and, and by the way, that actually leads to the concept of, you know, listening, 
you know, active listening. You want to ask the open-ended, get the stuff, listen, repeat, make sure that you understand what they're, they're about. As you said, then the rest is history. Once you, and I love what you said, if you can do that in the 90 minutes or well, 90 minutes, 90 seconds, a minute, two minutes times, you know, you're already like ahead of the game. I mean, you don't have to waste hours of trying to figure out this person's, you know, format and what they need and how they're going to operate. You already know their, their personality. So I think, I think your card should be everybody's, you know, everybody's pocket that is in business. Let me do this with you. Let's, I, let's, let's figure out, let's get to know each other better here. Tell me about yourself. You know, that's really it. Well, I mean, the, it's the coolest thing, Hurricane, is it's all about them. So they're fascinated, right? Because you're not talking about yourself at all. It has nothing to do with you. You're helping them understand who they are. And in the process, you know exactly who they are. And now you can provide them information in a way that's going to make a difference. For you, I can tell you're high action, man. You you like to stand out. Look at the neon sign behind you. You got your name on your shirt. You're like you're ready to, to charge far hard and so for somebody like you we want to net out the benefits we don't want to bore you with all the details and all the plans and the process you're likely not going to care about that you want to understand what's the benefit and how quick and how fast and easy is this going to be you get very me, different from someone who's high knowledge and they want to understand every step and every procedure totally different presentation no, well, actually, you, you you nailed it right there, man. Because I actually I am red and, and orange in the disc, you know, which basically that, that that's exactly the characteristics. You describe me well. You get me just as she said. <laughs> but you know, but and that's but that, what happens because with this system, when you when somebody tells you who they are and you speak it back to them. You know, I can tell, man, you are a go-getter. You are high action. You're you're probably drinking Red Bulls for breakfast and you love the red carpet and you're, you know, love to have your podcast and have your time to shine. Well, that feeds the ego of the other person that you're talking to. And they also understand that you really do understand who they are. And when they feel heard, they feel connected. So I haven't seen anything else that builds rapport as fast as bank. You said building report in sales. That is after probing and prospecting. It's I mean prospecting really like canvassing and making like finding the the business. That's really the first connection with you. What do you have with your clients? You want to be able to build a report, you know. And most talking about interviews, I actually do like uh, role playing interviews. So randomly, like you would come in, I'll just you know give you a scenario. I'm a, I'm not you. don't tell me what you're gonna do and what to say. I'll tell you, I'm a character, you're a character. Here's your role, here's my role, let's play. And then basically, and I engage with them. And and what I do, especially in sales, I give them a scenario where they have to kind of pitch me something, but I'm looking for them to actually get to know me and know what my mm -hmm. needs are. And I would say literally 90% fail. Mm -hmm. No, Because 90%, they go straight to the pitch, they're straight to the benefits and you know what the features, this is going to be for you. And then I, I'm... I, you haven't, you don't even know what I want, <laughs> you know, and I, I purposely trick them that way. And that's the thing. What you said is really the most powerful. If you get over that, everything else becomes easy. Oh, so it's so huge. What you're talking about, I call it pitch slapping. <laughs> you get pitch slapped on LinkedIn every single day. Oh, you get connection let's requests go from people that you've never met. And before they ever try and get to meet you, what you're talking about is what happens in the real world. And I see this online as well. And people are just pitching you. They're asking for you to sign up a calendar invite and a, have a, a conversation before they've ever even really set the hook and got you on the hook. So I think it's interesting. I, I've experienced that at networking events where 
immediately somebody's coming up to you and, and they're just vomiting really information mm -hmm. about what they do and, and how they help. And it's like, that's awesome. Good for you. And hopefully they take time to learn a little bit about you and see where the commonalities might lie. Well, you know, I love it. That's actually, you, you don't get me started with LinkedIn because I get, I get bombarded on a day-to-day -day basis and you're right. They, Many of them that you they see you have I have a profile that is very thick. It's got a lot of stuff that I, all you gotta do is look at my profile a little bit and you know who I am. I and mean, you don't even have to ask a lot of questions. You can see the personality, you can see a lot of things, you can see my connections, you can see all but they ask you about something that you have nothing to do with that you that's not your world anymore, or that's not even your world. I'm like, I mean, you just wanna put it there, basically you just get ignored. I mean, it, it's what what is your close ratio here? What is your conversions? None, zero. I mean, it's not going to work. I think it's a bot, Hurricane. I don't think there's any person putting any thought into it. Somebody has automated a script that is sending you those invitations and those connection requests. I know because I've hired companies that have done it. I mean, we've got an active campaign right now, although I've got humans doing it because I don't want to have that experience. But we are looking to connect with C-level executives of service companies that serve homeowners. So, you know, we use LinkedIn and we have a, a marketing strategy to connect with influencers and executives to do that. But from my perspective, those bots are ineffective because everybody gets pitch slapped. Now I've seen some people do it well, Again, that's cold marketing. For me, you know, first and foremost, it's always about referrals. How do we get that trust transfer? If we know that people are 400% more likely to buy from us if we're referred, how do we get referred more often? In the B2B space, 83% of B2B sales start with the referral because you have to have, you don't have to, but it certainly helps to have that recommendation and that trust factor built, right? So that you're standing above the competition before you even open your mouth. So that's why referrals are so important. I realize we're, we're hitting a bet dead horse. You asked about the art of the ask. Do you want to get into that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really the biggest thing because people, they can do a lot of good stuff up front and then they get to that end and they just, butcher it i mean they just are, are not good at it. a lot of people fail because they're unable to ask for the close and ask for the next business and that's really a dangerous play and you know you can be good but if you can't master that you're not going to be able to do anything i mean and especially when it has money involved i think that's really the biggest problem it's a huge impact on your income and if you're not asking for referrals you are literally leaving thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. And the beauty is there's an easy way to ask for referrals so that everybody is comfortable. And the way that you do that is with the art of the ass. Sorry, I've got two dogs that are circling my Sorry, desk man. right now, going around in circles. So let me see. Let them let them play. They're, they're our guests too. <laughs> I get yeah, them all the time. Nice, I get them all the time. <laughs> bring okay, them on, bring them up, bring them up. <laughs> this is a little pug. So, all right. So with the art of the ask, the goal is for you to feel comfortable asking and then also for your client to feel totally comfortable the whole way through. And it's really simple. It's fast. It's easy. And you should be doing this every single new client that you win. And the first step is called setting the stage. The second step is listening for the referral triggers. And the third step is to ASK to GET. And I say it that way because that's how it was taught to me and it works, so you work it. So setting the stage means when you first get a new client, before you let them leave your office or Zoom, 
uh, let them know, hey, before you leave, can I ask you a favor? They'll all say either yes or maybe tell me what it is, right? And then you say, well, listen, our business is really run by referrals and I love helping clients like you get this type of result. And you talk about the difference that you're looking forward to making for with them. And then you basically say, I am so committed to wowing you with our service at the end, once that we've delivered our service to you and, and you're thrilled with the result, would it be okay to ask you for referrals then? Okay, setting the stage. You're not putting them on the spot right now. You're not asking them for anything right now. You're basically saying, names. <laughs> I'm going to do a great job. And when I do, I'd like to ask for the uh, approval, the right to ask you for referrals. Would that be okay? What do you think they're going to say to that, Hurricane? Definitely. Sure. I mean, of course. There's no loss there. I mean, it's it's a perfect win-win. Wow yeah, me. Yeah. Prove to me yeah, that exactly. you're going to wow me. Okay, game on, right? I accept the challenge. So everybody says yes to that, okay? And you're not, even though you're asking, sometimes you'll get referrals right then. They'll say, well, now that you mentioned it, I have a client, a friend, a neighbor, a family member, and they could use your service and you'll win referrals immediately. But usually what happens is they'll say yes, they'll agree. And then now you start to provide your service. You start to do and deliver what you provide and you go and you make a difference for them. And while you're doing that, you're in step two now. You're listening for the referral triggers. Remember step two, we got two ears and we wanna listen twice as much as we talk. And when we hear them go, wow, or, oh, thank you, hurricane, this made such a difference, right? You helped me make so much money, save so much money. I look great, I feel great. Whatever it is that you provide as the benefit, the end result with your service, you wanna do that excellently. And then when you hear wow or thanks or some sort of expression of appreciation, that's when you go to step three, which is to A-S-K to G-E-T. And it's so easy because they've just said thank you, okay? And your response back to them, what should be, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Remember earlier, I told you I was going to impress you and wow you with the service that we've delivered. Well, now that you've experienced that and you're thanking me like you are, I'd love to ask you for referrals. Remember you said it would be okay? Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, again, I love helping people like you get this result. Who do you know that might be facing that same issue or might be interested in partnering with us and providing this type of solution for their clients? And so it's easy. People will be happy to refer you people. You just have to ask them because if you don't ask, you don't get. I love that. A-S-K-G-E-T, right? <laughs> you know, simple. I, so, I mean, again, simple is always good. I mean, and by the way, and I love, I mean, you're breaking it down to to basic elements that we we ought to know about because if you're in the business world, this is stuff that you need to, these should be your primary foundations. I mean, these are pillars of action, right? You you can't do it. And if you're in the world of business, you are in the world of sales. I think that's another thing right. that I understand that you cannot possibly have any business without some sort of a business development growth. And growth means you are pitching some level of service or product to someone or party, whether it's a individuals or corporations, you name it. And even corporations, they still are decision makers within that particular corporation. They're going to make that, that call and final, you know, uh, sale. So, so it's amazing, you know, that you, you've, you've touched on all these, these, these great elements. 
and these are all like again pillars now um well and there's and there's one more if we can please we talked about the art of the ask the other thing that you want to do is to automate the ask and what that means is in your email signature line or in your invoices or your proposals or your agreement you can integrate requests for referrals right you can add a ps to your email ps the greatest gift you can give me is a referral or ps we love helping people like you so you can ps i love referrals you can literally integrate that in everything you do well that's pretty <laughs> intense and i love that i mean automation is always a new thing to have i mean it's now we can do that all the time and you're right i mean you have Email signatures, you got a lot of ways to do it. It's not necessarily just a verbal after you finish the pitch. You know, there's always that opportunity. Now, and, um, and you can gamify it. Maybe you've got a team that works for you and maybe you've got support people that deliver the product or service that you provide and you want to train them to ask for referrals and then incentivize them to get referrals. Make it a game within your business that everybody that gets a referral from a client gets five bucks or 10 bucks, depending on the profitability of your product or service. But if you gamify it, you create a culture around referrals. We recommend you do a referral rewards program, like an affiliate program or a contest. And you don't have to give up a lot of money, but you just make it fun for your clients and customers and you'll see uh, your referrals will increase and your revenue will increase. You're right. And I love what you said. I mean, those incentives work. I mean, for staff, they're great, especially salespeople. They love those things. It could be small things, gift cards, this, that, the other. You know, you put a number, you put competition or, you know, a little bit of a context, you know, a contest between, you know, the teammates. There's a lot of, and even for your clients, sometimes you can put referral bonuses. Like if you send, you know, referral people to us, you get, I don't know, XYZ, a complimentary this or the other. And it also works. I mean, it has to be, again, talking about value. You know, you're 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 doing something, but you you're giving back something at the same time. And really that's all it is. They'll do it anyways, but when you make it a little bit more with a value to it attached, it's even much more pleasure you know, to just do business with you. You know, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> well, yeah. And the, the reality is everybody that's listening to this conversation right now gets referrals for their business at, at some point in some way. The question is how many and how consistently. And that's what we teach is really systemize the business. Well, well, you know, I, I love that. I mean, consistency and, and and the growth, right? It's a number game. At the end of the day, the more, the merrier, the better. And you, you, I mean, again, it is a low averages. So you need to to have more referrals. I mean, 90% of them, like you said, will be pretty much pre-closed, ready. And they'll have a, a higher, you know, conversion rate. But some may not because, again, circumstances may vary, whatever the case may be. But you're right. It's a matter of kind of making that part of the pro the process. But that you mentioned something that's that's interesting about like affiliate marketing. That's actually the new wave of doing stuff. You know, I mean, you see it now in TikTok shop. You see it in almost every company has an affiliate you know concept where, hey, if you send us some business, you know, and you promote this, you know, here's a link, and you'll get a commission for any. And you have thousands of people out there. They're just going to stagger. I mean, these numbers are just going to start, you know, adding up, and that's really how it works. So if you can automate things and have these systems in place, it's just going to make it a lot more, a lot more better. So uh, it's it's amazing how this stuff. Now, now one of the things that people have, I guess, business people usually challenged with is cost, and you know, where do I acquire business and stuff like that? What would we say to 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 people about that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because when we think about affiliate marketing, and I think a lot more people are getting comfortable with that conversation around affiliate marketing. I started doing that back in 1999. I had a, an e-commerce company uh, called Longevity Labs. We started doing affiliate marketing and really offering people rewards. And so I've been doing it for 25 years now, and I found it to be incredibly helpful. If you can integrate that into as part of your client attraction process, super helpful. So does that answer the question or is there more there? Okay. No, no, that, that's a, the, the second part was about just like people have a problem with, with leads in general and, you know, just basic business because of costs, you know, I mean, you know, how can we get people to, to, to generate more with less basically? I mean, I know you mentioned yeah. campaigning right now, so that people are afraid because that, that can cost money and may not have, especially startup businesses where they're still think, in the early days. I think a lot of it is just education. You know, people haven't necessarily studied marketing. Again, they're good at their trade or their craft, but they aren't necessarily a marketing, you know, expert. And that was my degree in college. So I've been studying marketing for a long time. And it's just interesting to see, right? Because so some people do it really well and others not so much. In my experience, about 90% of the people that I've had in my audiences have I've been asking their number one biggest business challenge is attracting more clients and customers. And so that's why this, this mission is so important to me, just helping as many people as possible figure this out. And again, the reality is everybody gets referrals. They just don't know how or why, and they don't know how to increase that. So we recommend people start by taking the referral score quiz, and you can go to referralscorequiz.com, and there's 10 different best practices. You'll rate yourself from one to 10 on each of those. And then that will give you your referral score. And then you'll see where the gaps in your referral business are. That's usually a great way for people to start. And it helps them see some of the blind spots in their business. Oh, thank you, Brian. So, so a couple of things. I do want to briefly touch on the HOA.com, just if you want to tell us a little bit more about that. Definitely yeah. want to go into you know your training or the the raving referrals concept. And, yeah. uh, and then then the alliance piece that we talked about. And then okay, finally, sure. we want to close with the books. Okay. All right. Well, we got a lot to cover then. So yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. number one, you can go to ravingreferrals.com. You can check out, we do have a course. There is a book on Amazon. There's actually two. There is one called Raving Referrals, which is for everyone. And then we've created a version called Raving Referrals for Dentists. I think you can figure out who that's for. Uh, we have an upcoming book. The next release is Raving Referrals for Mortgage Pros. My mentor was Mark Victor Hansen. He wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, and he sold over 600 million books. I spent two hours with him just yesterday. So he taught me, don't write a book, build a brand. And that's what we're doing. And, and the book is really the playbook for everybody that's part of HOA.com. So uh, HOA.com is really a referral network of professionals who serve homeowners. But because we do have the domain HOA.com, we're also out to revolutionize homeowner associations because we're champions for homeowners and we want to stand in the gap between the HOA and the homeowner to improve the experience for everyone in the community. And, and then we do community impact events. So like this past Saturday, we had a party in a park in one community with a bounce house and ice cream and hot dogs and uh, kids were playing games and winning prizes. And it's just a lot of fun to bring neighbors together again. But on the business side, what we do is we help professionals who serve 
homeowners and we help them create referral partnerships. And then we automate co-marketing. What that means is we send out a report to the homeowner about their home, including how much their home is worth. And in that report, it gets branded by the professionals who are working together, the realtor, mortgage lender, painter, inspector, whoever that group is. It helps everyone promote everyone else at the same time. So really powerful uh, program. So uh, that's what we're doing. People can uh, go to HOA.com. There's a wait list currently. It opens here in 36 days, but you can get on the wait list and get signed up. Well, I love it. I mean, you know, it's really a hub of, of you know, resources, basically. I mean, it, it's, and believe it or not, you know, the concept that I have on on our media platform is, is an actual a resource place where you know people can connect to you and and your resources as they need you know something that they hear about it on on either channel of ours so i i love that and and it it makes a difference because we are creating the opportunity for others to have access to different services that they might need and in this case you have a niche and and that's really where you are the homeowners you know they have HOAs, as you said, that's a big deal. A lot of people don't like those things. And sometimes there's conflict there. But the concept is beyond. You want all the services that can help you transit from in or out of a property or invest and so on and so forth. So it's plenty, plenty of stuff that's out there. Now, now you still reside and live in the world of referrals. I think that's really, I mean, the one that you are called the king of referrals. So, you know, I think that that adds up very nicely and we can see why. But now, now the biggest piece you're working on right now is your alliance or worldwide alliance is that what 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 it is called yeah the world's largest alliance yeah the, so this is a fun project we're out to win two world records on february 29th 2024 and if you're listening and you want to be a world record host you can go to worldslargestalliance.com and you can either sign up to join us at the event or to actually host an event but basically what we're out to win is the world record for the world's largest partnership event and so we have these satellite events that are happening all over the U.S. and even some internationally where people will come together to do networking, to basically meet others that are business owners, business professionals, people that they could do business with and really promote and, and refer clients to when they have a need for those services. So uh, that's the first world record on February 29th. And people will create their own. We have people that are hosting in different states around the U.S. And basically, they become the star. So they get to host an event, invite people in, and they are the star of the show. And then when people register and they'll, they'll qualify for the second world record, which is the most digital business cards exchanged. And so they'll get a free mobile app and they'll be able to meet people, exchange digital business cards. And when they leave... They'll actually have in their mobile app, they'll have all the contact info for everyone they met that night. And they'll know where they met them and they'll have a record of that. And then we help fix follow-up failure. So all of that's part of the world's largest alliance, big networking event where we're gonna win the world records for the largest partnership event and the most digital business cards pass. And that's gonna happen on February 29th. And you can learn more at world's largest alliance.com 
That's pretty exciting. I mean, I you know, as, as you were talking, I going back to to the days where we had those breakfast networking events, and yeah, man. after after hours, you know, networking events, you go in, Absolutely. you mingle, you exchange cards, and you put them in a part of those bowls, where, you know, and you got a little hors d'oeuvres and stuff, and you get to, or you actually pitch your your company for like two minutes, you stand up and you talk about you know what you do, everybody gets in. I mean, you know, especially the chamber of commerce is were, were great about that, and and they still exist, Absolutely. but I think you're taking this to the next level now. And really doing it on a, on a cyberspace constant concept. It's all we're we're know. actually activate. We're partnering with all those chambers of commerce. Is any of them that want to get involved? Like we've got one group in Cincinnati, Ohio, and the chamber of commerce there is all over this. They're super excited, and they're not only doing one main one for their chamber, but they're doing multiple locations because they've got people that meet in different areas around town. And so you know, it really gives people the flexibility. Um, you just choose a, a venue, whether it's a, a re restaurant, a bar, your office, church, home, whatever you want. And then you invite people in to be a part of this. And it's it's all done for you. We give you a whole checklist of what to do. And it makes it a lot of fun because you've got an exciting campaign and you get to help other people become world record winners. Listen, it's a pretty, it sounds like exciting. And and I, I think it, it is unique because I, I don't know if that happened before. This is like, as you said, this is pretty much, you know, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Listen, I've been around long enough to know, you know, and I've been quite a bit of places. You know, this is not something that I've seen done before, at least not at the scale that you're talking about and right. nationally and internationally. That's, that's large. I mean, again, you might get the Guinness, you know, record too. <laughs> Well, so we know what the Guinness World Record is. And when I say we're going to win the world record, it actually will be to beat the Guinness World Record. But here in the U.S., the, the World Record Academy is the official, like, approved by the United States government. That's the World Record Agency. And so uh, when people check into their event, they'll scan a QR code that will record the GPS location of that person's phone so that we can validate that they were really there at that date and time. So we've got a whole process, but the World Record Academy will be the one to validate the world record. And then we can go to Guinness if we choose. But, you know, what's important to us is to know that we've achieved the world record. I have no doubt it's going to happen. I mean, you know, certainly you, you have the drive and uh, I'm sure you have a good team and and the people out there that are doing this. Because I, I told you, I think I've, I've got something through, say, you know, on my LinkedIn profile about it. And I think uh, I even, I might have signed up for something there to attend or something. I, I forgot. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since I got something. But but it, it really kind of clicks, you know, when you said that, I'm like, huh. I think I know what that is about already, <laughs> but but well, that's it'll amazing. Be fun and hopefully you'll choose to host an event because if you get to host, you get to be the star. It gives you something to promote. And one key is, regardless of whether you participate in the world's largest alliance, if you're in business, start inviting people out to events. If you're going to an event, don't go alone. Bring a networking buddy. Work the room together. I always. Uh, do that intentionally. I'll invite multiple people. Number one, because most people won't accept. So you get credit for offering to give value to them, even if they don't accept it, right? It gives you a reason to follow up with them because you never want to say, hey, I'm just calling to touch base or to follow up. Nobody wants that. Call with intention. Call with bringing values or text, whatever the message is, but add value to the people whose lives that you're building relationship with. And that's when you'll get their attention because they'll know you care and that you're always doing fun stuff. 
I, I love it. Again, th this is like something like like deja vu because we've my team and I we you know in, at least in the insurance space we do a lot of these events right and and um, uh, like for example one of the common one that we used to do every year was the uh, Somerset Futuro conference in Albany, New York, and nice. you know it's all it's politicians and you know it's uh, it's uh, company sponsorships and you know a lot of people come up there and companies competition and different representations from different businesses from upstate New York and downstate New York. And, you know, there's these, these mingling events and workshop and things like that and cocktail hours and so on and so forth. And people just work the rooms. I mean, you know, and so we would literally split up and everybody's, you know, getting connected with people. And then we get business cards and then we put them in a, you know, at the end, like how many contacts we made and so on and so forth. And then we start doing the follow-ups. I mean, it's like, you know, this is like the old school way, but, but I mean, everything is evolving and seeing it the way it's actually being presented today. It's just like, that's the next level stuff. And it's just going to get better. And I love that digital piece of it too. Like, you know, how, how many digital exchanges you're going to have, you know, uh, I mean, that's another way to do it. I mean, really it's uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of platforms now that are coming out. I mean, I, I think an alignable is one of that that's out there that, yeah. that does the networking pieces and it's pretty fairly new. I mean, I'm not sure how long it's been existing, but it's not, I know I got involved about a year or so with it. And, uh, but, but like, for example, we talked about LinkedIn earlier. I mean, that kind of like was one of the first ones for profiles yeah. and things like yeah, that. So Link LinkedIn started May 5th, 2003. I know it because it was the day that my daughter was born. Um, when you wow. talk about Alignable, we were competing against Alignable 10 years ago as Refer.com. So I've been watching them for a decade now and their product and platform has really grown. I think they've done a great job at creating what they have at Alignable. That's a great resource too. I mean, you can go on there and with your free profile, you can get pretty well connected and, and look for the people that you want. The key is building partnerships that you do business with for years to come, okay? Look for quality over quantity. One great referral partner can send you a lot of business. Look for the people who have clients that are coming to them with the challenges you solve. If you become the solution that they get to recommend to their clients to solve their clients' company uh, challenges, everybody wins, and you'll get more business than you know what to do with. Thank you. And you know what's? I think the beauty about this is that it doesn't matter what your niche or niche is; this works for everyone. You know, you you just got to know exactly what your angle is and and who is your audience, and you basically you know are doing your thing. So it's, it works it's, when you work it. We tell people it's like going to the gym. Just buying a gym membership doesn't help you get results. You got to do the work. Well, like everything else, right? I mean, this is exactly what it is. It's it, it's taking the actions, right? You know, speak to yeah. you know, talk the talk and walk the walk, not just you know, preach. Right? It, right. You got you got to get your hands, you know, dirty a little bit, right? But but Absolutely. it's all it's all you know, positive. It's all successful. It's all gonna get you where you need to be. So, uh, wow. Well, listen. I mean, we are at the end of the hour. I mean, we've covered a lot of grounds. And now you, you, you did. I think you mentioned the books, but I, I think there's another book that, that you have in the market. Do you do we want to talk about that one? Uh, well, raving referrals and raving referrals for mortgage. Uh, sorry, for dentists are the two books that I have published myself right now. You're talking about cracking the millionaire code, which is the book that I was written about in. So, in that book uh, that was published in 2005, they featured me in the book. What was cool about that was that when I had written down my goals, that was one of them. I wanted 
that author, Mark Victor Hansen, to write about me in a book by May 28th, 2005. And that book came out May 31st, 2005. So uh, it's a great book. Take a look at it. But to me, it was life changing because it showed me the power of writing down your goals and that if you really get intentional about what you want out of life, again, life by design, the more clarity that you have and the more that you seek and speak what it is that you want to achieve and create, the faster it comes to pass. So be intentional. Take the time to really spend time envisioning and visualizing what it is that you want to experience, create, manifest, achieve, and you'll be amazed how quickly it'll come to you. You know, Brandon, I usually ask about giving us last words of wisdom. I think you already covered that. <laughs> you know, that's it. Boom, that's it. Drop mic, baby. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Brandon, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, you've enlightened me, and I'm sure you've enlightened quite a few people out there. And you give people a little bit of a push that, you know, they can actually get their game to the next level. I might even use some tricks myself that I learned today because I, I don't apply everything. I mean, you know, it's amazing, but, you know, like sometimes things are in front of you. You just don't see the value until somebody highlights them. So thank That's you right. for doing that. I mean, really, it's just an eye opener and ear opener. <laughs> oh, also, my pleasure. And, and I'll give you one last word of wisdom, and it's a short one. If you want to attract, you've got to act. The law of attraction literally has the word action built into it. Okay, so if you want more success, you got to take more actions and don't worry about what is somebody going to think? What is somebody going to say? Just focus on what it is that you desire. And the more energy you put into it, the faster it'll come to pass. No, you just speak my language, <laughs> dude. I mean, you you said it like you know, I'm a person about action. That's exactly how I live. I mean, you know, you you see it, you go after it no matter what. And people will say whatever they want. And that's just the way it is. People will say things. You know, whether you're successful, people are going to say things. You're not successful, people are going to say things. So at the end of the day, good, bad, someone. And even when you're successful, people are still going to be like, oh, he did this, he did that. They're going to find something to criticize. It's unfortunate. It's our nature as humans, and it's sad, but it's part of the game. <laughs> Hurricane, their opinion of you is none of your business. Oh, I love it. See? That, that. We get more wisdom by the second wave, man. <laughs> but you, thank you for that because really a lot of people are hanging on the idea like, I'm worried about what people are going to think. Folks, listen, don't worry about them. They, there's nothing. You, they're not paying your bills. They're not you know, taking the work. They're not doing anything for you. You know, I actually say this. If you have any, like, you want to criticize what I do, you know, and you think that you, it can be done better, please come in, do it for free and I'll take it, you know. But if not, <laughs> then that's about it because that's the other thing people sometimes they don't think that you are thinking about all the other options that exist but mm. you might be limited in time and, and finances and all the stuff and you know you have phase two i mean like everything starts with version one you know uh, whether it's a software or anything i mean you do upgrade i mean the phones that we have today well no the iphone's 14 15 i forgot what the new number is but you know it started with one iphone right and so and those ideas are the same so you all have this, but when you start thinking about what everybody else is going to think, what you say, what you do, how you do it, how you look, then you're just, you know, focused on the wrong aspect of things. You head forward, you look forward, you focus up front, and the rest is history. You just keep going. I mean, that, that's actually my concept, Brandon. So thank you for, for really re, reigniting that. I mean, I think sometimes it's good to hear it from someone such as yourself who has the expertise 
and the success, you know, uh, real status over years. And so hearing it from you, it just gives a different, you know, potential, a different boost as well. So it's like a booster shot. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I hopefully you'll hear it and you'll take action. Hopefully something I've said has landed for you and it'll make a difference for you. Hurricane, I appreciate you having me on the show. It's been a pleasure and an honor and I, uh, God bless you and everything you're doing, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. And, and we'll stay connected. So folks, this is the end of the show. Hope you've had a great time with us. You've learned a few tricks. And uh, if not, you've probably just reset a few tricks that you might have in your toolbox. But at the end of the day, it's a win-win. Take it to the bank, you know, literally B-A-N-K. <laughs> Use that trick, whatever it is. And that's about it. So I'm Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now.